Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. On Island Radio, 88.7 KISL Avalon on your FM dial and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we're going to reach out, hear about some wildcats, we'll get paid off, call in the brigade, and see if we can sell some things. Every once in a while, a phrase gets started in business or the society in general and is so overused in conversation, print, and the media as to become a hackneyed cliché which, as Inc. Magazine puts it, needs to die. A couple of examples from years past are Think Outside the Box and Win-Win Situation. You don't hear those much anymore, but they've been replaced by one that particularly irritates me, reach out. To use another such expression, I'm going to guess that reach out got legs a few years ago as the tagline, reach out and touch someone in AT&T commercials, but now everybody wants to reach out to you or for you to reach out to them. According to Financial Review magazine, it's only acceptable to use the words reach out if you're a member of the four tops. On this show, however, it's only acceptable to use the words reach out if you're Earl Burtnett. But bubbles, they don't mean a thing Why should you be sighing for things you can't get? Keep trying and trying and you'll get them, yes Reach out for a rainbow instead of the moon And good fortune will follow you Thank you. 
just a bubble of trouble and care. Very fond of petting, but I'm getting nowhere. Reaching for someone and not finding anyone there. No sweet romancer to answer my prayer. Always building castles that nobody will share. Reaching for someone and not finding anyone there. Is there a June of honeymoon? Is there a tune of a spoon? Is there a day coming soon when I find someone somewhere? Who wouldn't worry and who wouldn't swear? Heaven is a Hades when you're up in the air, reaching for someone and not finding anyone there.
Bob Herring and his orchestra, Reaching for the Moon, on Cameo 926, recorded April 20th, 1926. This Reaching for the Moon was written by Jesse Greer and is not to be confused with the 1930 Reaching for the Moon, written by Irving Berlin, heard in the motion picture of the same name, starring Douglas Fairbanks and B.B. Daniels. Earlier in 1917, Douglas Fairbanks produced and starred in another film titled Reaching for the Moon, in which he played Alexis Caesar Napoleon Brown. Before Reaching for the Moon, the Brooklyn Broadcasters, a British studio band directed by Jay Wilbur, with Reaching for Someone but Not Finding Anyone There. That was recorded in October of 1929 in London and issued on the Dominion label, whose musical director was Jay Wilbur. The vocalist was Jack Plant, with not much of a Brooklyn accent. Earl Burtnett and his Los Angeles Biltmore Hotel Orchestra got things started with Reach Out for a Rainbow. Brunswick 4634 was recorded sometime between 2.50 and 6 p.m. on November 8, 1929, and the singer of the vocal refrain is unidentified. I'm identified as Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, we celebrated Curly Weaver's birthday. One of his songs I didn't play on that show is Wildcat Kitten, which I'm not going to play now either. Fooled you, didn't I? But I am going to play some other songs about Wildcats, beginning with Wildcat Rag by Asa Martin and Roy Hobbs. Thank you. 
Hot Stuff, Eddie Lang and Joe Venuti, or Joe Venuti and Eddie Lang, with their composition Wildcat, recorded June 21st, 1928, and issued on Victor 21561. On piano, Frank Signorelli. The pair also played Wildcat, or at least a bit of it, in the film King of Jazz. Before Venuti and Lang, it was Clarence Williams' Blue Five, featuring Sidney Bechet and Wildcat Blues. That OK 78 was recorded in New York on July 30, 1923, and Wildcat Blues was written by Clarence Williams and Thomas Wiley. Kentucky singer and guitarist Asa Martin was more closely associated with Doc Roberts, but he started things off with Roy Hobbs on Mandolin and Wildcat Rag, recorded by Jeanette in Richmond, Indiana, on October 19, 1932, issued on Champion 16536. My research led me to another record by Martin and Hobbs called Jake Walk Papa, which has a very interesting story behind it that I'll be presenting in an upcoming show. You're listening to Glenn Robison's Rapidly Rotating Records, 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 1930s, and music to which you can't not tap your toes. Sunday evenings at 6 on Island Radio KISL-FM Avalon, or anytime at all. Streaming online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. A couple of weeks ago, I played Somebody Stole My Gal by the Harris Brothers Texans and mentioned you'd be hearing more from them. Well, here's the flip side of Somebody Stole My Gal to start off a set of rapidly rotating records about getting paid off. Thank you. 
right here and he's ready to go just wait a minute and give me a chance can't you read my sign please pay in advance Last three years have been tough, you know. 
Not much work and not much dough. Depression has got me and there's not a chance to abide by your sign. Please pay in advance. Quite a spell. I've had some good times, but mostly, oh well. I'm almost buggy. I'm in a trance from reading that sign. Please pay in advance. another gal who looked red hot. I said, listen here, mama, just tell me what you got. She looked at me with a hard-boiled glance, then pointed to the sign, please pay in advance. American country music duo the Allen Brothers, Austin and Lee, also known as the Chattanooga Boys, with Please Pay in Advance. Their recording career started with Columbia in April of 1927, and over the next seven and a half years, they produced about 70 issued sides, that one for Victor on September 6, 1932. Before the Allen Brothers, it was Lucille Bogan under the pseudonym Bessie Jackson with the Payroll Blues. She was backed on that October 8, 1928 Brunswick record, 7051, by Tampa Red and Cow Cow Davenport. The song is about a payroll train, a sort of mobile bank that would travel and disperse cash wages to railroad workers in remote locations far from the railroad company's offices. The opening line, Payday on the Southern, Payday on the Yellow Dog, refers to the Southern and Yazoo and Mississippi Valley Railroads. The Yazoo and Mississippi Valley Railroad was known as the Yellow Dog because of their use of the Yellow Dog contract as a condition of employment. Employees were required to sign a card stating they were not a union member and would not join a union as long as they worked for the company. In 1932, Yellow Dog contracts were outlawed in the United States under the Norris LaGuardia Act. The Harris Brothers Texans started things off with The Payoff, recorded in Dallas, Texas in October of 1928 and issued on Vocalion 15747. 
I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. In military terms, a brigade consists of from three to five battalions, totaling 1,500 to 4,000 soldiers. I suppose a gingerbread brigade, then, would consist of up to 4,000 gingerbread men. Excuse me, gingerbread persons. On the March 29th show, I mentioned that Maurice Strum wrote a song called The Gingerbread Brigade. It was recorded by Von DeLeith, but unfortunately I don't have a copy of that. I do, however, have some other nice records about brigades, beginning with Harry Reeser's Six Jumping Jacks. We like them red and blue and green and purple too Or any other color made where the whoopee hat brigade We're not high hat, we don't wear fedoras Where did you get that hat? Do we sing that? Of chorus? we'll tell the world we are Collegiate rah 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 And making whoopee is our trade We're the whoopee hat brigade
We celebrated its birthday last week, but there you have another nice record from Paul Godwin, Die Phantom Brigade, on the German Polydor label, number 22524, from 1929. That descriptive patrol was written much earlier, recorded here in the U.S. in 1909 by Prince's Orchestra, subtitled A Dream Picture. The Phantom Brigade was written by British composer, author, and amateur astronomer William H. Middleton, whose real name was George Arnold Haynes Safroni Middleton, born in 1873. He studied violin with Pablo de Sarasate and traveled the world as a violin virtuoso. He conducted a theater orchestra in Sydney, Australia, and the Carl Rosa Opera Orchestra in London. He wrote light orchestral music for symphony and brass bands and music for military bands, his most famous march being Imperial Echoes. William H. Middleton died in 1950. You've heard Calypsonian Wilmoth Houdini only once before on the show. That's right, when he sang Johnny Take My Wife on the February 12, 2017 show. He was born Frederick Wilmoth Hendricks on November 25, 1895 in Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago. But before the Phantom Brigade, there he was with the Bamboo Orchestra and his composition... Mama Call the Fire Brigade, from 1940. We started off with Harry Reeser's Six Jumping Jacks, July 16, 1929, and the novelty tune, The Whoopie Hat Brigade, written by Monty Siegel and Mo Jaffe. The vocalist was the unmistakable Tom Stacks. That was a Brunswick recording, but the band also recorded it for Columbia as Harry Reeser's Syncopators. Whoopie hats, or whoopie caps, were a late 1920s fad, primarily on college campuses, and were often made from a fedora, turned inside out with the brim, trimmed with a scalloped cut, and turned up. Doing our part to keep alive the music of the 1920s and 1930s, this is Rapidly Rotating Records, Sunday evenings at 6 on KISLFM 88.7 Avalon and available anytime online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. With thanks and best wishes to all the retail clerks and salespeople out there working in grocery stores, hardware stores, pharmacies, gas stations, pet supplies, and, yes, package stores, putting themselves at risk so that we can get essentials, here's a set of rapidly rotating records asking who'll buy. Margarita, 
Bet your life you'll buy a rose from Margarita When she say that you propose to Margarita Bet your life that you propose to Margarita To Chiquita, no, to Papita, no With Rosita, bah, but with Margarita, ah When she say you love no one but Margarita Bet your life you love no one but Margarita You say no, no, and by and by she shake the hip and wink the eye Then you buy and buy and buy and buy and buy from Margarita
amigo con un hielo en el the hell is a bublitsky, I hear you ask? In a second, that was Nan Wynn with Emery Deutsch and his orchestra in a takeoff of Who'll Buy My Violets, Who'll Buy My Bublitsky, written by Lester O'Keefe and Gregory Stone. Brunswick 8109 was recorded March 15, 1938, and despite the subtitle, The Pretzel Vendor Song, Bublitsky is Russian for bagels. Emery Deutsch was also a composer and wrote Play Fiddle Play, When a Gypsy Makes His Violin Cry, and He's a Gypsy from Poughkeepsie. I gotta pull that one out. It's usually heard in its popular song format, adapted by E. Ray Getz as Hole by My Violets, but before Nan Wynn you heard Jose Padilla's 1914 tune La Violetera, 
In a more classical arrangement with Lucrezia Bori singing the Eduardo Montesinos lyrics on Victor Red Seal 1348 in October of 1928. And for my friend Frank in Spokane, Washington, we started off with a polka. Not the Schmengi brothers, but Dick Kuhn and his orchestra December 6, 1942 with Who'll Buy a Rose from Margarita, written by Lou Brown and Ray Henderson. The vocal trio is unidentified. You may have noticed that on tonight's show, I used the IDs which Ian Whitcomb graciously recorded for me some years ago. Many of you out there are fans of Ian, who has been a great entertainer for about six decades now, and is one of the world's foremost authorities on the music of Tin Pan Alley. Ian's not doing very well right now, dealing with some serious medical issues, and is in a convalescent hospital. His lovely wife Regina, on many of his recordings with her beautiful voice, is his primary caregiver, a huge job which takes a tremendous toll, made worse by the fact that because of the COVID-19 pandemic, she and others can't even visit him in the hospital. They could both use and would greatly appreciate your expressions of love and support, whether in the form of cards or letters, sent to P.O. Box 451, Altadena, California, 91003, posts to his Facebook fans page, or contributions to the Getting Ian Well campaign at GoFundMe.com. Thank you very much. Once again, I'm identified as Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. Take your teardrops one by one before it gets too late. Hang them up out in the sun And they'll evaporate when the troubles start Pound at your heart Rub the injured part With sunshine